Yo, sometimes life calls for a change. Not fake, just different. It'll show you a different way. And right now, I'm on to my different way. I can promise you this is the same span, but the reporting is over. I'd like to welcome you to the Mrs. Span Official Podcast. Let's go. everybody welcome to the mr span official podcast i'm your host mr span and this is episode number four of this show and uh yo man this is the second show we're doing this week you know like i said i'm trying to uh be a little bit more consistent you know be a bit more flexible in how we do the show and with me doing pretty much just like one topic a show it really helps me to just kind of like if i got thoughts on some shit i could just like boom i can do a show right so uh <laughs> yeah man um we hope to uh to be a little bit a little bit more uh prolific in 2023 when it comes to getting these podcasts out to you and also uh you know having a lot more to say about the things that are going on at least the things that i think are important uh not that this is like some super duper important shit that we're talking about tonight i mean we're really talking about like basketball and shit like that but um yeah man i just kind of wanted to get on the mic and uh and talk a little bit about some of the um some of the rhetoric that's going on around this uh this kyrie irving trade man uh, Kyrie Irving got traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the dip. No, I was going to say the Denver Nuggets, the Dallas Mavericks, y'all. Yeah, man, it happened. It happened and it happened quickly. Uh, Kyrie requested a trade over the weekend, man. And within like three or four days, they shipped his ass the fuck up out of there. Right. Um, and it's been a lot going on with that, but. Before I get into all of that, <laughs> I do have to remind you guys how to get in touch with us over here at the Mr. Span official podcast. Let your voice be heard, man. You can go ahead and hit up that hotline at area code 313-288-0485. There's area code 313-288-0485. Leave those voicemail messages. And of course, those messages will get replied here live on the show. They'll get played here live on the show and replied to here live on the show. You can also email us here at feedback at the span report.com. That's feedback at the span report.com. Go ahead, leave us those emails. And of course, those emails will get read here reply to here live as well uh follow me on twitter and instagram my name on both of those platforms is mr underscore span so go ahead follow me there chop it up with your man span throughout the week also leave us a five-star review on itunes and or stitcher radio those five-star reviews are the ones that get read here live on the show we really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that it doesn't cost you a dime just a couple minutes to get time to let everybody know why you rock with us over here at the mr span official podcast and at the span report podcast network and all of that, right? Because it's more than just the Miss Spent official. We do got our sister Cook over at uh, Cook Simmons, highly inappropriate, hosted by Cook Simmons. You know, so shout out to my sister. And uh, there's been a little bit of chatter in the background about another show. Uh, so uh, I don't want to, like, you know, promise nothing. But, you know, there's been some chatter about another show. So, yeah, man, we got some things kind of like percolating in the background and stuff. But, you know, I just want to, you know, uh, 
get into a space and get into a rhythm where I could just like, yo, let these thoughts and shit fly, right? So you got that going on. But we appreciate everybody who reaches out and lets their voice be heard here on the net, on the show and on the network, man. Real talk, it really helps us understand what the people are thinking about, and you know, it allows you to be heard as well, man. Because you know, I know a lot of us feel like we we yelling out into the void, and quite a lot of us are, <laughs> right? Quite a lot of us are. But yo, man, like it really does help to have that back and forth, right? So we appreciate everybody who reaches out. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about. Kyrie Irving and we're talking about uh this trade request that he got from uh the Brooklyn Nets and he was moved over to the the Denver Mavericks, right? I said the Denver Mavericks. I'm, <laughs> I'm being so disrespectful to the Dallas Mavericks right now. That is, that is not my motherfucking intention. That is not my intention at all. Uh hold on a second. We got some uh you bring beer and chicken back. Maybe maybe man there's there's been some talks bro we, we've been talking we've been we've been you know we got to get our things together so it may be some times where you might hear my boy cliff cliff and be coming back and we, we we chop it up about some stuff as a matter of fact i was actually trying to get uh cliff on tonight's show when i figured out what it was i was gonna be talking about tonight i was trying to get cliff on but he's got some prior engagements that he's got to do with so i'm like yo man go do what you got to do man but i'm gonna get on here i'm gonna talk my shit though I'm going to talk my shit. So, yeah, man, but, we, you know, beer and chicken might be coming back, man. I don't want to promise anything, but, you know, we, we we talking about ways in which we can try to make that happen, man, real talk. Appreciate you, though, Aaron. Um, yeah, man, but um, so I, I've been away, man. I've been away from the mic for a long time. A lot of things were happening while I was away. There were some things I probably would have wanted to talk about. There's some things y'all already know how I feel about if you listen to the Sparing Report podcast when I was doing the Sparing Report. There's some things y'all already know how what my positions are and stuff, like as far as uh, the COVID-19 vaccines and stuff like that, right? And, um, you know, one of the things that has been, um, one of the things that's like kind of been bandied about right now is, like whether or not Kyrie Irving is being um is he if he's being mischaracterized, right? Like if, you know, a lot of folks um uh, have this idea of Kyrie Irving, or better yet, some of the criticisms that Kyrie Irving receives uh from the likes of people like a Stephen A. Smith, uh, from the likes of like maybe even a Tim Legler, maybe, right? Cause I, I was I was, you know, there Kyrie has his critics, right? And um, Stephen A. Smith being one of the the, the the bigger critics of Kyrie Irving. But, you know, there are people, and even Charles Barkley has alluded to this in his beef with um, Skip Bayless, in that there are guys in the media who have their favorites, and they carry water for the guys who were their favorites, right? I can remember there was talk about uh, you know, Michael Jordan having Ahmad Rashad back in the day, that being his guy. Uh, Kobe Bryant having Jim Gray back in the day, that being his guy. Uh, Skip Bayless is a shameless, uh, you know, supporter of Tom Brady, so much so that he got into a back and forth with his own co-host on his show about uh, how great Tom Brady was and took personal shots at Shannon Sharp <laughs> to express how much he thought how great uh uh, uh, Tom Brady was uh, many people would say right now like Stephen A. Smith uh, because of you know his position on whether or not you know uh, Michael Jordan and 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 uh, the, the argument about who's the GOAT between Michael Jordan and LeBron James many people would call Stephen A. Smith you know a Michael Jordan guy uh, you've got uh, Nick Wright over at uh, Fox Sports who p- many people would say is a LeBron James guy you've got uh, and right right now right now it seems as though uh Jay Williams 
is kind of like putting his flag in the sand and like, yo, I am a Kyrie Irving guy, right? Because, you know, Jay Williams has gone, uh, you know, out on, you know, he, he's pretty much been a, a pretty much unabashed supporter of Kyrie Irving. And he's really uh, kind of pushed back on a lot of the criticisms that Kyrie Irving um, has been receiving over the course of the last few years, right? Now, the reason why I label today's show uh, Kyrie, the common denominator, is because uh, just trying to take an objective view of this entire thing, uh, Kyrie Irving has been at the center of a lot of drama over the course of the last seven or eight years, man, when it comes to NBA teams. Um, you know, you start, you think back to when Kyrie Irving was playing with LeBron James, right? And this was before people really uh, started paying as much attention to Kyrie Irving in this way. But before, you know, LeBron James returned to Cleveland, you know, Kyrie Irving was essentially the star in Cleveland and they were, you know, kind of a middling team. They would make, I don't even know if they made the playoffs anytime that uh, they, they, they were led by Kyrie Irving, but LeBron James comes back. Uh, they get Kevin Love to come back there. Now you got a big three in Cleveland uh, between with LeBron James, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. They win a championship, right? Uh, and at this time, you know, what, you know, the, the LeBron detractors were on Kyrie's side. They're like, well, you know, he don't win that chip unless, you know, Kyrie hits that shot, right? That was a really big shot that he hit. And <laughs> so you had guys who were like kind of trying to shade LeBron by giving Kyrie props. Like, yo, Kyrie was the one who hit the big shot that won, the, you know, that won the whole thing. So if it hadn't been for Kyrie, LeBron doesn't get that ring, right? But Kyrie the very next year says he doesn't want to play with LeBron, right? He wants to, you know, it wasn't really his decision to play with LeBron in the first place. LeBron just decided to kind of come back to Cleveland, and that was just a thing. But he doesn't want to play with LeBron. So he asked out of Cleveland, right? That's one big three he broke up. Kevin Love, LeBron James, and himself. So he gets to Boston. Kyrie Irving gets to Boston. And, um, you know, they got a young nucleus there, right? They had, you know, uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, they had uh, Gordon Hayward. They had, um, what's the other kid's name? Uh, shit. Jason Tatum, right? They had Jason Tatum over there. Now, they were still young. I mean, they're still young now. Like, that's another tripped out part about a lot of this. These guys were still young. They were younger then. But they were budding into a really formidable core for the Boston Celtics to kind of build up and build around. And Kyrie Irving now being a championship winning point guard, it's like, yo, man, this guy can come in and be a leader for this team. He can help mold these guys. He can bring these guys, you know, give, you know, they can lean on him for some of his playoff experience and everything else. And then Kyrie Irving also, he went to the, uh, he, he went, you know, I, I believe it was like a preseason, like, uh, like, you know how they do the media availability and stuff. And he told the Boston fans like, yo, man, um, if y'all have me, I'll, I, I want to be a Celtic. You know what I'm saying? I want to resign here, you know, um, fast forward a year later and shit had changed, you know, <laughs> like shit changed for him. Right. And I, I read an article, I believe it was out of the, uh, uh, sporting news where he talked about, uh, his grandfather passing away and how he wanted to be closer to family. And, um, he realized that being in Boston and like the way his commitment with basketball and everything else kept him away from a lot of family and whatnot. Nobody can argue with you on that, man. Like I want to be closer to my family. Nobody, nobody begrudges anybody who wants to be closer to fam. Right. 
I wish I was close to the fam. I get on my fam all the time about me having to leave where I'm at for me to come see them, but nobody ever comes to Detroit, man. Like, what the fuck, bro? So everybody wants to be everybody wants to be close to the fam. Nobody's dot, you know, nobody knocks that. But I think uh, you know, and then there's the here's the here's the flip side of that too, right? Um, the city of Boston and their fans. Nobody really has sympathy for them motherfuckers, right? Like nobody has sympathy for the Boston Celtics fans. As a matter of fact, man, people are they they, they pretty much hate Boston, man, because Boston has a reputation for being a pretty racist place. I've never been there, so I don't know. But they got a reputation for being a really motherfucking racist place. So uh, when he decided to leave Boston, nobody felt sorry for Boston. But the Boston fans like, yo, man, you told us one thing and here you are doing another. You told us you wanted to resign here. You wanted to be here. You want to help these guys grow. You want to be a part of the Boston Celtics legacy, this, that, and the other. And now you're talking about you want to leave, right? So they salty with Kyrie Irving. But, you know, you think about the guys that they had on that team, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving. That's another big three gone, right? So he didn't broke up. That's, that's, that's two big threes that Jason Tatum, I mean, I'm sorry, that Kyrie Irving has broken up. So he gets to Brooklyn. He gets to Brooklyn. Um, and Kyrie Irving was a part of a pack. Well, as has been reported, I'm not sure as has been reported. Kevin Durant comes to Brooklyn, but he's like, yo, if I'm coming to Brooklyn, I got to have my guy here with me. I'm going to leave Golden State. I'm going to have my guy here with me. I'm going to bring uh, Kyrie Irving here with me. Um, we going to, you know, we're a package deal. If you want me, you got to bring him in, right? So they come together, and then they get, um, they get, uh, shit, James Harden. They get James Harden to come over there with them, right? So now you got a big three. You got James Harden. You got Kyrie Irving. You got Kevin Durant, you got three unstoppable motherfucking offensive forces, man. Like, nobody can stop these dudes from scoring. They couldn't defend worth a goddamn, but you couldn't stop these dudes from scoring if you wanted to, man. Those were easily, like, video game numbers, nigga. They was putting up 150 on everybody, right? Because they could, right? Um, but then some things started happening in Brooklyn, like, and these were the things that, like, really started making people really start, like, kind of paying attention to some of the things that Kyrie Irving was doing, some of the stances that Kyrie Irving was taking, right? And um, one of those things was uh, the, the vaccine mandates when the pandemic came down and the vaccine mandates. Now, for those of you who have been listening to me for any length of time, you guys know that I'm a very big proponent of vaccines. Uh, get your boosters and all that still. Um, and... I remember at the time, you know, a lot of folks were like kind of iffy on it. A lot of folks were um, talking about civil liberties and whether or not your employer could force you to get a vaccination or not. Um, and, you know, there was the talk about whether or not it's right that if you don't get the vaccine, whether or not, a, you know, a place of employment could let you go. Like they're, they're taking away my choice. It's like, nah, you got a choice, motherfucker. You got one. You might not necessarily like the, you know, the, the, the choices that are being given to you, but the choice is still yours. You can get vaccinated and keep your job or you can get unvaccinated. You can stay unvaccinated and not keep your job. Like there's a choice here, right? Nobody's forcing you to do nothing, but you know, you got a choice now do with that with what you will. Right. But um, a lot of the talk had been about Kyrie Irving, um, you know, not getting vaccinated. And, you know, he became a face for a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of people who did not want to get vaccinated. He became, a, you know, something of, a, uh, of an advocate for that. And really people kind of rallied around for him for that. But flip side of that is 
how does your team feel about you not being available? Because most of your team are like, yo, man, we, we supposed to be trying to, you know, we got the team here. We could possibly win a championship and you opting out like you kind of fucking all of us right now. Right. We get your principle. But at the same time, like, come on, bro, you're letting some folks down. Right. Um, you got some people who don't give a fuck about whether or not they letting anybody else down or not. It's like, yo, man, this is my principle. I'm not doing this. I'm not putting anything in my body that I'm not aware. All right, cool. But, you know, there's going to be some blowback from that. Um, and then you had the, um, you had the, um, the movie with Kyrie Irving from Hebrews to, uh, from Hebrews to Negroes that he, uh, that he posted on uh, social media. I believe he might've tweeted out the link to that. And he had to go through, he had to go through quite a bit to get back to, you know, to playing some basketball, right? There was some, there was some stipulations that they put on him. Uh, to get back to the court. And, um, you know, some people took issue with the, some of the stipulations that came with him being let back on the court. Like, I say all that to say there's been a lot of shit going on with Kyrie Irving, right? <clears throat> and all of this kind of comes to a head uh, on first take yesterday between Stephen A. Smith and uh, and, and Jay Williams. And I, like I said, uh, Stephen A. Smith has been very critical of Kyrie Irving and some of the decisions that he's made. And Jay Williams has taken it upon himself to be a very big advocate of Kyrie Irving and some of the things and some of the positions that he's taken. So what I'm going to do right here now is I'm going to play a little bit of uh, a first take and some of the exchanges between uh, Stephen A. Smith and um, and Jay Williams. So give me a second here while I pull this up and you guys can wait a second. Let me let's not do that. Yeah, I'm going to pull this this audio up so you guys can listen and see what you know where we going teams right so and was a winner and then for me for me Mm -hmm. as a player I know this my entire life it was always about it well I wasn't accountable even as much as a player to my family to the fans okay and this is Jay this is uh this is Tim Legler who's who's speaking right now the organization to myself obviously because you want to do your thing and get paid but it was I don't want to let this dude down this dude down this dude down and in a team sport, when you're trying to reach the pinnacle and win, it's so critical that people feel that. And so from that standpoint, I don't think it's unfair to judge him in that way. He doesn't seem accountable and responsible to the people that he is playing with. He's very much about we, what is my next thing that I want to do to make me satisfied. Can we talk through that? So one, one of the big things is police brutality in this country and around George Floyd. Kyrie Irving wasn't the only black man that was questioning whether he wanted to go to work or not and make a stand on that. That's a pretty unprecedented thing. That was a big thing. I mean, I thought about, like, not going to work, but then I took my ass to work. And I'm pretty sure, like, most people, most people went to work, right? Um, Now, we can say that, you know, the, um, you know, Kyrie Irving being a multimillionaire kind of gives him a little bit of freedom to get. He got some of that fuck you money, right? Like, I could say fuck you. I ain't got to come in today. I'm straight right now. Right. You got a little bit of that. But to say that, like, yeah, that was an unprecedented thing. Many black people question whether or not they wanted to go to work. Like, yeah, I could question whether or not I wanted to go to work, but I wasn't taking like a leave of absence behind that. Many of us just weren't going to do that. We knew that wasn't something that was feasible for the average Joe. Right. So there you you got that going on. Number one. Number two, the pandemic, whenever you get approached by saying, hey, you can have this extension. If you take if you can have this extension, if you take the vaccine, he chose not to. Like, that's enough. There are other players in the NBA who were unvaccinated that didn't get their feet held to the fire the way Kyrie Irving did, by the way. Stephen A. Okay. 
Here's another thing that Jay Williams says. He said a lot of those players weren't their feet weren't being held to the fire. Here's the deal. Those players were playing in cities that they didn't where they didn't have the vaccine mandate that the city of New York did, which stipulated that he couldn't play if they were playing in New York. Right? That's why they weren't their feet weren't being held to the fires. Like, not only that, your team is a potential championship winning team. The reason why you're under the scrutiny that you're under is because of the championship aspirations of your team and you're opting not to be there for your team. That is the reason why that became news in the sports circles. Most regular people didn't get if you're not paying attention to basketball, you're not paying attention to sports period. You probably didn't give a fuck about that. But the Brooklyn Nets were a championship caliber team with Kyrie Irving, and he opted not to get vaccinated, which kind of hurt their championship aspirations. And also, this was something that he could have done something about. He chose not to. You held his feet to the fire tell me, tell because me, of the city me, mandate. No, no, let me finish my hold point. On, now on, we on, up here talking. I didn't. I didn't. Hold on. Hold on. Can I finish my point? Go you ahead. held his feet to the fire, Steve. Go ahead. No, no, I was getting ready to say, you're acting so, like it's past I'm tense. Not, I'm not, I ain't changed. You ain't changed. So all I'm saying the is change your, the level is clear. Stephen, they already hollering, though. That's funny. It's very different. So then the last thing, I'm going to bring up another point. The last thing about the repost, okay? What's the first thing I came on this show and I said? I said, okay, I understand there's going to be clout on the way he handled the situation, but how come there's no energy in that towards Amazon? Like, there was no energy towards that. So we said Kyrie Irving, anti-Semitic, and everybody's tone changed okay. two and a half, three weeks later. And guess Okay, um, here's another point that I think is, uh, here's something that I, I, we were hearing a lot during that time with uh, when that movie came out and the controversy around that movie came out. Um, the thing with the movie, the thing with the movie was this. You said you can't hear anything? Okay, okay, okay. Good, good, good. I had to find a workaround. We got, we, so long as everybody can hear everything, that's good, man. But I, I do need y'all to hear this because it kind of, you know, it's, you know, for the whole ambiance and the experience and shit, right? But yeah, so um, we were at 1529. Exactly. And after I finish, we're going to come back and okay. make sure you get more time. Okay. There's a bunch of BS you talk about. It's not right a bunch now. of BS. It is Just because you label it, it BS does it, not make it, it BS, well, Stephen I'm, A. Smith. Well, I, I said I, I'm calling it BS. Okay. I'm calling that's it That's your BS. perspective. That's, a, that's right. You're damn right, and it matters. Here's the deal. So does mine. Said, oh, good. Just as much as yours. It's good. Well, so you Just think. As much. No, so I know it does. I would beg to differ. I know it does. I would beg to differ. I know it does. First of all, right now, Jay, you sound ridiculous, okay? Because first of all, let's call a couple of things. When Kyrie Irving missed a couple of weeks because of the insurrection at the Capitol, that wasn't about the vaccine. That wasn't about George Floyd. There was an insurrection at the nation's capital. You didn't bring that up. What that got to do with basketball? There's a whole bunch of people that were traumatized over it. It didn't stop them from showing up to work. I was at work when that shit happened. I was at work when that shit happened. Yes or no? <laughs> By the way, when he missed the inter- when he missed two weeks of basketball because of the insurrection, what transpired? There was a play in the bubble. The Los Angeles Lakers won the championship in the bubble. I noticed that when he was a member of the, of the Players Association as the VP, okay, and he went behind Chris Paul's back and was trying to encourage players not to play. You didn't bring that up. Okay, so we left you left that out. Then we go to the Lakers winning the championship in the bubble. The season ends in October. It restarts in December, but Kyrie was off since February. So he has 10 months off. And then when he took the two weeks off, two weeks into the season, because he was traumatized by the insurrection, I'm sorry, wasn't he, wasn't he caught partying with his family? Which, uh, which made him get was, additional time. He was, he was, he was at his this, sister's this, birthday party. Time, sure, that's time, part time, of it. Said, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not knocking. I'm not. Hey, I don't mind. Okay. What I'm saying is, is that he was saying he was traumatized over the insurrection. 
When you went partying, you were in violation of league safety protocols because of the pandemic, which forced them to make him take off additional time. So when Tim Legler, me, or anybody... Hey, you know, like, 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 hold on, hold on, though. Real talk, real talk. <laughs> like, straight up, I think every one of us knows somebody like this at the job, right? Every last one of us knows someone like this at the job. They know how to play the motherfucking system, right? You got people who will like, yo, man, I'm, a, I'm a, here's what I'm going to do, right? So I'm going to take my vacation time. I'm going to like, uh, what I'm going to do is if the holiday falls on a Monday, I'm going to take that vacation day on that Friday so I get that four-day weekend. But I'm not going to come back on that Tuesday because I'm going to fill out some FLMLA papers and I'm going to get the rest of that week off, cover that whole week. I get paid and I got motherfucking, what, like almost 10 days off, off off the gig, man. Right? And, you know, some some people would like, you know, um, you know, either they would, you know, fraudulently fill out some paperwork or they get the doctor to fill out the paperwork saying they got some sort of chronic illness or whatever else. Anything, anything to not come back to work. Right. There's always something with them. Every last one of us knows somebody at the job who does not want to be there and they will find every excuse in the world not to be there, but they don't want to leave that money on the table. Right. They want to get paid. And what happened is like they like either the FMLA are run out or, uh, you know, they got so much vacation time and they starting to get like a reduction in how much their compensation is. And suddenly, but surely they ass is showing right back up to work because they got to get that bread. And like Kyrie Irving kind of in some ways reminds me of those people who um, when they <laughs> when they don't want to be at work, they fill out all the paperwork to not come to work, come up with all the excuses to not be at work, but they still get paid, man. And that's what I get from Kyrie Irving with a lot of these things that have been going on with him. But I'm going to let this uh, play a little bit more. Point to what Kyrie has done to contribute to the level of cynicism. I, I'm him accountability. I, I, again, I'm going someplace. What I'm saying to you is this. When we bring it up, it's not unfounded. Now, when you bring up, oh, Jeff Bezos, you are absolutely right. Not a single soul disagree with you. What we said was not only did you jumpstart it, but a whole bunch of people brought up that Jeff Bezos still left that film up. Okay, that was that that that, that purportedly anti. Okay, here's another thing too. Um, that was a talking point that kind of came up around the time when he was promoting that video. And I'm gonna just do something really quick here, really quick. And this is something that a lot of folks could have done at the time, but they chose not to, but they could have done. They just didn't. Right. Hey, Google. Who's the CEO of Amazon? The CEO of Amazon is Andrew Jassy. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bezos isn't the CEO of Amazon anymore. Jeff Bezos doesn't actually run Amazon anymore. Right. No one actually took the time to figure out who's actually running Amazon anymore. They could have did that. That you see how you saw how quick that was. It took me two seconds to ask that thing. And I'm sure some of y'all got smartphones in your hands and you've got, you know, smart devices in your home. You could have asked that question. Some of these motherfuckers chose not to. But the other part about it is this is if y'all think whether well the people who would bring this this particular talking point up, do y'all really believe that uh, the Jassy guy who's running Amazon now or Jeff Bezos who used to run Amazon, who's just really, 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 really rich off of Amazon. Um, do y'all think, do y'all really believe that those dudes 
are vetting every video available on Amazon Prime? Like, was that something that y'all really thought was going on? Because if you did, I got a bridge in Las Vegas to sell you, right? Now, the other part about it is like as much as y'all would talk about, you know, Amazon having the video available and, you know, them not taking the video down and it being labeled anti-Semitic and everything else. There's a bunch of stuff on an Amazon Prime that you can watch. And like, oh, it's very motherfucking questionable. I've seen like I have an Amazon Prime account. I watch Prime video quite frequently. There's a bunch of shit that comes up in my recommendation. Sometimes I'm like, how the fuck did this get on here? Right. But it wasn't until Kyrie Irving promoted that shit on his social media where anybody even knew that that video was even a thing, right? That video was published in 2018. The movie was put on that platform in 2018. This was 2022 when a lot of this shit was going on. So that motherfucker sat on there for four years in obscurity until Kyrie Irving came across it. And then suddenly everybody and their mama wanted to watch it because, you know, you can't critique it if you ain't watched it, this, that, and the other, right? You got a lot of people who are watching it out of pure curiosity. You got a lot of people who are watching it because they wanted to support Kyrie. You had a lot of people watching it because they wanted to refute Kyrie Irving, right? All that to say, that movie doesn't get the promotion that it gets without Kyrie Irving pumping that shit out on his social media. Now, the other part, like Kyrie Irving, this is some of the criticisms that he uh, he, he kind of ran into. Kyrie Irving tried to be cute with his shit, right? Kyrie Irving tried to act as though he was above the shit, where he didn't have to explain to anybody what the movie meant or anything else. He tweeted it out, didn't put any context on the tweet and whatever else, so now it's left to everybody else to discern whether what the fuck does you mean, do you mean when you put this out, right? And then when the media asks you the questions about it, Suddenly you don't want to have to, you, you don't you feel like you don't have to talk about it. It's like, nah, man, if you just clarify the shit from the jump, then you wouldn't have gotten the backlash. But because he didn't want to clarify the shit from the jump, now, you know, you got the anti-defamation league coming out. You've got his team deciding they're going to suspend him because he didn't want to apologize for, you know, promoting said movie with the anti with the quote unquote anti-Semitic tropes, right? And here's the thing. Up until that point, I was, you know, I'm not, I wasn't with Kyrie on that, right? Like, when it came to the conditions for Kyrie to come back to play basketball for the Brooklyn Nets, you know, I felt like they were doing a little bit much, right? I felt like, you're like, all right, man, like, you know, you got to do a whole lot. Don't, 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 there's a hell of a lot of, you know, there's a lot of conditions to make, you know, for that dude to come back off of that, right? But I didn't feel as though. Kyrie Irving was being victimized in any way. I don't feel like Kyrie Irving is a victim in any of this stuff. I feel like a lot of the things that are going on with Kyrie Irving right now, or like the perception that Kyrie Irving has, has been a little, has been much self-inflicted. I think Kyrie Irving has inflicted a lot of this shit on himself because Kyrie Irving feels as though sometimes he's above the fray and all the discussions around what he's doing is a you know is beneath him to some degree despite the fact that he says he's speaking for people and she's like wait a minute like you speaking for people but when people are reacting to some of the things you say suddenly you think you're above it and it's like nah you can't have it both ways bro you can't have it both ways and i'm gonna be real honest with y'all i will never forgive you niggas for making me agree with Stephen a smith <laughs> right I will never agree with I will I will never forgive you niggas for that because like sometimes Stephen A. Smith is a bombastic I mean not sometimes all the time he's a bombastic self-important pompous asshole he comes across like that on television all the time I just finished his book 
if you read his book, he comes across as a self-important, pompous asshole all the time. But when he's right, he's right. And on this particular instance, I think he's right, right? Um, but there's some more that's going on between this exchange between him and Jay Williams. So I'm going to go ahead and let this play some more. I submit it. Excuse me, what kind of traction that gets? So when you talk into the world and you bring up Jeff Bezos, who makes about $70 billion a year, okay, you criticize him. Take the film down. He didn't do it. Now what? All you could do is point out what the issue is and then go from there. In Kyrie's case, you're a player. And you want to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Who doesn't? We can't knock you for that. But the reality is, is that he's looking to cash a check. Bezos is cutting checks. Those who have to go make the rules. We hate it. We don't like it. But it's reality. So you coming on national television whining and moaning about that. I get you (laughs) because you're right. No, no, no. I'm not insulting. And this is when this this is when shit gets spicy, y'all. This is when motherfuckers got real spicy. On the air, bro. Like they coming at each other for real. Just insulting me by saying I'm whining and moaning. I'm whining and moaning at Jay. Come on, man. Since you want to be ultra sensitive, I'm whining and moaning about it. I'm saying to you, it's right. You're right what you're saying. But the point is, it doesn't change the reality that that is not what's going to get the headlines. You can complain about Jeff Bezos all you want to, but it's Kyrie Irving that's looking for somebody else's money while he wants to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. he wants to do it, which is why we're talking about him. You think Jeff Bezos going to make back page headlines for the New York Daily News? No, but it's not going to happen. We, we put a different kind of onus on our athletes than we do. And you may mention that on your podcast. I, I, I don't deny that. Wait, so first off, I'm not the one. Yelling. I don't you're deny that. I'm being sensitive. I don't moaning, deny that. But you're the one that seemed very emotional. Oh, my God. And Go OK, 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 OK. See, see. <sighs> Jay is needling this nigga right now, man. <laughs> Jay is needling this nigga right now, man. He's like, yo, you know, I, you're being very emotional about this right now. Like, I'm not so, like, are you, 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 you're getting kind of animated and things like that. Like, you say shit like that, calling someone emotional when they're making an argument. Um, you say shit like that to, like, kind of tweak them even more. It's a little subtle jab, right? Like, and the other part about it is, like, when pe- people act as though, when folks are demonstrative in their expression, that they're emotional. Sometimes it's just how people are, right? I don't know how much of what Stephen A got going on is is shtick, right? We don't even know if Stephen A is in his shtick right now. But like the thing of like trying to dismiss someone's argument because they, you know, they may be a little animated when they're delivering it, like is is it's a way to kind of poke at them. Right. It's a way to kind of poke at them. It's not necessarily disputing their argument in any real substantial way. But to say that they're emotional kind of makes it seem like they're irrational. And it's like it's not as if they're like um, like the argument is irrational or it's not logical. But it's, it's a way to kind of like tweak them a little bit. And Jay knows exactly what the fuck he's doing when he does that. I'm not sitting up here on national TV absolving Kyrie Irving of every every decision. I'm not going back and recounting every decision. I'm just saying how it's interesting to me. It just carries such a bigger momentum, in particular with you, more so than anything anybody else. You know what? What I was okay. And this is another thing too, right? When he says in particular with you, right? It seems like it's a very personal thing, in particular with you. At this particular moment, Jay Williams is challenging the integrity of Stephen A. Smith 
on air. Right? <laughs> he's in, he's challenging this man's integrity on air. He's going to throw the rock. He's going to hide his hand a little bit. But he didn't throw the rock already. It seems personal in particular with you, right? That's what's happening right there. I would ask you is do me a favor. Stop telling us what you find interesting and just tell us what you feel. No, my job you, is to you, be you, you say You say, I find it interesting. You always say that. Say what you're saying. <laughs> what are you saying? What did I just say? Put it out there, right? Because that's what Jay Williams wouldn't do. Like He's like, yo, I find it interesting that this seems to be a bit personal with you, but he wouldn't explicitly come out and say exactly what it was that he wanted to say. It's like, I'm going to imply this shit, but I'm not going to come all the way out and say it. It seems, what am I saying? I just said what I'm saying, Stephen A. Which is? And I'm not allowed to say what I find interesting. Of course you are. But like, once again, of you course I invite you on the show to say what's interesting. He thinks you're too preoccupied with Kyrie, too hard on Kyrie. Did I Bridget, Bridget Kyrie Irving last week before he demanded a trade? We were talking football. How many times have I mentioned Kyrie Irving over the last few I weeks? Don't seem to, I don't seem to be the one being triggered right now. Well, it's. See, he's still needling his ass. <laughs> He's still needling them like, yo, I'm not the one being triggered right now. Like how often, how many times have y'all been in a discussion or like maybe even the heated argument, not even so much an argument, but like you talking sports with you guys, right? And one of y'all got like a really strong point you're trying to make. And you're probably making a really strong point. You're being very demonstrative in your presentation. But the guy who doesn't necessarily have the ammunition to actually, um, refute anything you say instead of refuting your argument starts like start making little observations about you right man you you know that must be your motherfucking daddy or something man the way you out here defending this nigga man because that shit crazy right saying little shit you know like little little shit it's not it's not necessarily a critique of your argument it's just how you're presenting said argument and so like right now jay williams like Stephen A. In, in in a sense, man, had him dead to rights when he started listing all of the things that Kyrie Irving had been doing and had you know happened between him and all of the teams he'd been involved with over the years. He had all of these things kind of like listed out, and Jay Williams didn't necessarily have a rebuttal to that. So as opposed to rebuttaling those things, he started needling Stephen A. Smith on a personal level in much the same way that Skip Bayless did to Shannon Sharp. Just a couple weeks ago, bro. Just a couple weeks ago, man. I'm always triggered. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. Okay. I've seen you. No, I no, watch no your problem. show every so, day. So what right, do you are we talking with about you? Kyrie or is this personal? It, it, it seems it, personal. I don't want it to be personal. What seems personal? So. It seems personal for you. For me with Kyrie? Yes. You One million people, percent. You of all people with all the interest you have got the nerve to sit here in national television and tell me I'm getting personal with a player? Yeah, they tell her on each other now. I don't lose no sleep. I didn't say you lose I sleep. I don't lose any sleep. They tell her on each other now. I'm passionate about the subjects I'm passionate about. I don't accuse you of getting personal when you take the You have accused me of getting personal. Oh, my God. You have, Stephen right. A. Can, can I go on the court? I'm going to leave it. At this point, I'm wondering where the fucking producers is at. Like, all right, go to commercial. God damn, we got to sell some beer or something. God damn, these motherfuckers are really getting into their shit. They telling on each other now. At this point, you know, this shit ain't like even shtick no more. They like they getting into each other. Like, Stephen A is mad than the motherfucker. Jay Williams know he done did some slick shit. And he he going to slink away with the turtleneck on. But yo, man, um, like it's 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 been interesting to kind of watch the passion, the passion 
that um that Kyrie Irving invokes in guys, man, and invokes in like, you know, um and it, a lot of it doesn't even have to do with basketball. A lot of it is just some of the the, the conversations around everything that's going on in the world, whether that had been the COVID pandemic, whether that had been um you know, uh, 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 what, what was the other thing? Uh, the, the movie with the anti-Semitic tropes or whatever else. Like these are things that had nothing really necessarily to do with basketball, right? Uh, another thing that I thought was very interesting was like uh, Kyrie Irving was dropped by Nike around the time, around that time uh, that the uh, you know the movie Brohaha was going on. Um, and many people attributed the fact that Nike just finally decided to like drop Kyrie from the roster because of that. But like they had been talking about dropping him earlier on. Like, you know, he had already bad mouthed Nike about him not necessarily liking certain designs for the Kyrie shoes that were coming out on his behalf. He was he was already talking negatively about that. And then, you know, of course, you had the thing going on with um what was that with the with the COVID vaccines like they had been thinking about dropping Kyrie for almost a year before prior before prior to them actually doing it right so like you had a, a you got a whole bunch of things going on with Kyrie here's the thing on the basketball court nobody denies Kyrie Irving is a goddamn like wizard with the ball is a guy is, is, is just he's dope right as a baller my man got all the tools man he really does as a baller outside of the court is when you'd be like, ah, shit, I don't know, man. I don't know. He got, he got a lot of shit going on with him. And I don't necessarily know if I really rock with that shit. Right now, the other part about this too, that I think is interesting. Um, Kyrie Irving in some, in, in some ways became a little bit of an avatar for a lot of guys who felt like they were unheard in a lot of their political stances. Uh, whether that would be if you decided not to be vaccinated, if that was uh, you deciding that you wanted to rebel against your um, your workplace, uh, whether that be you having certain political views that you know not, aren't necessarily popular. Kyrie Irving is the guy that a lot of those folks would latch on to because they could relate to someone like a Kyrie, where you know someone like myself, I'm looking at a lot of this shit like I don't know, man. That, you know, I, this is where sometimes I, I, I recognize I'm in a different space in my life, right? Where like, yo, um, there are certain responsibilities that I have to other people outside of myself. I'm, I can't just think out, you know, about me. I have other people that I'm responsible for. And I'm sure Kyrie Irving is probably taking care of quite a few people. And, you know, he has much more. He has many more means than I do. Right. Not a pocket watch, but I'm just saying, you know, we we objectively know this nigga's worth tens of millions of dollars, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. Span ain't. <laughs> right? Span ain't. I still gotta take my ass to work tomorrow, right? Um, no matter how I felt about the COVID vaccine or whatever else. It's like either you work, nigga, or you don't, but you know, choice is yours, <laughs> right? And so, um, Kyrie Irving speaks to a certain, you know, a, a, a certain community. He has his community. Um, but I think that like oftentimes, like if people like Jay, you know, Jay Williams, um, he's, he's latched on to trying to be a voice for that. Right. In many ways, Stephen A represents a, 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 a voice for probably, um, an older generation of folk, right. You know, where we start getting to, you know, the respectability of things. Uh, the expectability of things, right? You people feel like, yo, man, you get a job, you're expected to show up to work, 
right? And if you want to continue to collect these checks, you need to re, you know, report to work in order to, re, you know, expect these checks. Um, and this comes as we talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, as we talk about player empowerment, as we talk about, um, you know, whether or not it's been a good thing in the NBA for player empowerment. Um, and all I'll say about that is it's worked out for a few folk. It ain't worked out for everybody. <laughs> right. And in many ways that reflects what happens in your workplace. The people who are the peak performers. Yeah. They can be a little bit more empowered than the people who are just kind of like, you know, moving along, doing just enough to get by doing just enough. And like, all right, man, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Like those are the people who like, they, they keep the, they keep the, you know, um, they keep the machine going, but they ain't doing no more than that. And then you got some people who are doing a little bit more than that. And, you know, oftentimes those folks are rewarded. Sometimes, well, I'm not going to even say oftentimes. Sometimes those folks are rewarded. Uh, Kyrie Irving speaks to the rebel in a lot of folk. Kyrie Irving is a little bit of an eyeball in the sense that he wants to, like, kind of march to the beat of his own drum. And I don't know if you can really fault anybody for wanting to march to the beat of their own drum. But at the same time, you got to pick those battles. And oftentimes I think Kyrie Irving picks battles that don't necessarily benefit Kyrie Irving in a positive way because if you think about it man Kyrie Irving has been on the losing end of a lot of this shit man his reputation has taken a fucking beating right now yeah the trade request comes through uh he he puts the trade request in you know uh to to Brooklyn four teams pop up as, they, as them being interested in him right uh Dallas was one of them Phoenix was another one LA was another one I forget what the third uh what the fourth team was I'm forgetting what that fourth team was uh but long term, right, long term, I think a lot of those teams are still going to have a little bit of a reservation as to whether or not they want to commit long term dollars to this dude because they don't know whether or not he's going to be available for them, uh, you know, and, and show up to work every day. Like I know he did his press conference with the Dallas Mavericks today and he said he wanted to go where he celebrated, not tolerated. It, yeah, it's, it's the honeymoon now. But when you actually, you know, when you start missing games, when you start finding reasons not to be there, those folks are going to lose patience with you in the same way that they lost patience with you in Boston, in the same way they lost patience with you in, in, in Brooklyn, and in much the same way people turned on him in Cleveland, right? So it's like it's a pattern that's going on with Kyrie Irving. And, like, um, I, it, it's, it's the common denominator in all of the issues around teams where Kyrie Irving is involved is fucking Kyrie, man. It's fucking Kyrie. And I'll be damned if I'll ever forgive you niggas for making me agree with Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> of all people, that pompous, self-important asshole that he, seem, like, he seems to be, right? Like I said, I read the book of his. I see how he purports himself on the television. I mean, the guy, like, true... <sighs> He's a lot. <laughs> I'll just say that. The guy is a lot, man. Real talk. But um, yeah, man. But the other part, the other part I kind of want to get to is um like Jay Wills, uh Jay Williams. Um I get wanted to defend, you know, some people, you know, the, the folks that you feel are being uh maybe misrepresented or misunderstood or whatever else. But I feel as though with Jay Williams a lot of his arguments kind of fell by the wayside because Jay Williams couldn't necessarily objectively argue against 
a lot of the criticisms that Stephen A. Smith was making. And I'll, 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 I'll go even further, right? So this is something interesting, too. There's a... Uh, I, I, I've been watching, you know, some YouTube videos around some of the commentary surrounding this. Um, and one of the, one of the, one of these prominent YouTube sports commentators is kind of talking about how Jay Williams finally checked Stephen A. Smith over his comments on Kyrie Irving. And it was interesting how like in this conversation, I'm doing a Jay Williams. <laughs> oh, I find it interesting. <laughs> no, but it was interesting in this conversation about Jay Williams, about this particular incident where this particular guy was talking about how Jay Williams finally checked Stephen A. Smith and he, exp- he would have gone harder on Stephen A. Smith had he had the opportunity to do this on his show, right? And I thought it was interesting because I can remember this same fellow talking about how if uh, I believe this was uh, Malika Andrews when Malika Andrews was having um, it was no hold on let me make sure I'm framing this correctly the Boston Celtics had decided to suspend Ime Udoka because of the sexual harassment or uh, claims that were going on within that organization right and a lot of dudes were coming out saying like, well, we know who Emil Doka is. Who is the lady who's accusing, you know, Emil Doka of all these things or whatever. And why don't we know her name? And I can remember Malika Andrews uh, coming on and um, sort of admonishing Stephen A. Smith for wanting to, you know, kind of alluding to the fact that maybe we should know the, this woman's name as well. Right. And Malika Andrews kind of like kind of admonishing him for that. And I can remember this very same individual talking about how like she's being very disrespectful to Stephen A. Smith. How dare she come at Stephen A. Smith on his own show about this stuff here, said and the other. And then, you know, suddenly he's, you know, on Jay Williams' side when it comes to this. Um, a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the conversations that we have or, or better yet, a lot of the way we frame these conversations is based upon who we like. In much the same way that a lot of these commentators in sports media frame these conversations based on the guys that they like. In much the same way, like I said, Skip Bayless is seen as a shill for Tom Brady. Uh, Shannon Sharp is seen as a shill for uh, LeBron James. Uh, uh, Nick Wright, seen as a shill for LeBron James. Uh, 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 Ahmad Rashad, seen as a shill for Michael Jordan. Jim Gray, seen as a shield for Kobe Bryant. Like all of these guys have their supposed guys, right? But it's just, uh, it's been very interesting, very interesting to kind of watch how these conversations are molded, how these conversations are being had. But at the same time, I did think that it was a little bit shady of Jay Williams to throw those little jabs, to throw the jabs that he was throwing and acted as though uh, he didn't really say anything that warranted the responses that he was getting. Jay Williams was actually <laughs> Jay Williams was questioning that man's integrity to his face on national television. I'm surprised even they didn't jump over that goddamn table. <laughs> real talk. I'm surprised he didn't jump over that goddamn table. Real talk. But uh, yo, man, like that's kind of like where we are now, right? Um, real talk. I I, I hope that uh, Kyrie Irving you know, get some level of consistency more than anything. Because like I said, I think Kyrie Irving is a tremendous talent. Um, a lot of the, 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 
a lot of the the noise around Kyrie Irving has nothing to do with how he purports himself on the court. It's all the outside shit. If Kyrie Irving can get the outside shit out the fucking way, Kyrie Irving is like golden for real, for real, because nobody can question his talent on the basketball court, man. Nobody can do that. But it's the outside shit that gets everybody upset with, with, with Kyrie Irving. And uh, even the defenders who can't be, you know, who can't necessarily defend all of the shit that Kyrie Irving does as much as they try to, instead of, you know, instead of arguing against the facts, if you're presenting the facts, they will argue against you. They will try to make the, you know, they will try to make the argument about you and not necessarily the facts that you're presenting. So I feel like that's what Jay Williams did. And I will never forgive his ass for making me defend Stephen A. Smith. Fuck you, nigga. For real. But, uh, <laughs> Yo, man, that's it. I've been talking for about a little bit over an hour uh, about this shit. Well, not even over an hour, but still damn near an hour. But, uh, yo, I'm going to get on up out of here. I will talk to you guys again soon. But before I get out of here, let me remind you guys how to get in touch with us over here at the Mr. Span Official Podcast. Let your voice be heard. Go ahead and hit up that hotline at area code 313-288-0485. That's area code 313 313- 288-0485 leave those voicemail messages and of course those messages will get played here live on the show and responded to in kind you can also email me here at feedback at the span that's feedback at the span go ahead leave me those emails and of course those emails will get right here and reply to here live as well uh follow me on twitter and instagram my name on both of those platforms is mr underscore span so go ahead follow me there chop it up with your man span throughout the week and also leave us a five-star review on itunes and or stitcher radio uh, those five star views are the ones that get right here live on the show. We really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that. Doesn't cost you a dime, just a couple minutes of time to let everybody know why you're rocking with us over here at the Mr. Span Official Podcast and the Span Report Podcast Network, man. Real talk. I will get on up out of here and I will talk to you guys again soon. But until next time, fam, peace. <laughs>